This is Beyond Ag, a podcast dedicated to intellectual conversations with leaders and influencers of agriculture. I'm your host, Isaiah Pruitt. Today's episode is sponsored by the LaRue County Office of Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Price Smith, Agency Manager. Today we have uh, with us Mr. Dale Dobson uh, from the Kentucky Department of Agriculture and Mr. Brian Lacefield from the Kentucky Farm Service Agency. Uh, today they want to talk about uh, the importance of safety and Dale specifically want to talk about his start in safety and how uh, Brian Lacefield here has taken uh, priority here at the Farm Service Agency uh, to teach his employees about safety. So I'll let Dale take it from here and talk about a little bit about what he's doing with safety around Kentucky and how he's done it across the nation for the last uh, 20 or 30 years. Well, thank you, Isaiah. Appreciate being here today with you, Isaiah, and Mr. Brian Lacefield. Mr. Brian has been a big supporter of safety over the years. We started doing farm safety about 30 years ago here in Kentucky, and there was some doing it, but we really got serious in doing farm safety, and we built a farm safety program for farmers by farmers. Actually built on a farm there in the Root County, and working with farmers and firefighters and rescuers and doctors and nurses together for one common goal, prevention of accidents. And uh, did the first statewide program February 1994. Had 75 people on the farm. Said, man, it's good. I'm farming, milking full time. <clears throat> he said, you got to do it again. I didn't know if I want to do it again or not. That was a lot of money, a lot of time. Somebody didn't have much. Next year, we had 225 people. Kept growing, merged in with Dixie Firefighters, and here we are today. We travel Kentucky. When we started, we was knocking on doors, trying to get people to do a safety program. Till up to the pandemic hit, we was making about 20% of the safety programs. We've gone from trying to get farmers to think about safety to having farm operations. And this is where I met Mr. Brian Lacefield would be down like at Seven Springs Farm in Western Kentucky, where he makes it mandatory for every employee to set through a safety program every year. And I've been there for the past 10 years helping them build a safety program for farmers by farmers. And now we do safety at uh, Fresh Start Farms and Ryan Bivens' people and Peterson's Farms and many others across Kentucky putting their people through safety. And then, uh, just, and we teach rescue and fire rescue, medical, and it's putting all the players together. You can call it the stakeholders, but putting them all together in the same program, farmers and firefighters, getting to know who your neighbors are. Farmers learn what the public is and what the public thinks of them. Farmer gets a chance to educate the public truly where the food comes from here in the class. But then the firefighters get to learn what a farmer is. They learn what a tractor is. They learn what a combine is. They learn that sometimes you see big equipment, we need to pull over and share the road. My ultimate goal is prevention of accidents through the awareness of it. And this is where I want to brag on Mr. Brian Lacefield and turn it over to Brian. When he took over as executive director, I think that's the official title, of the FSA and USDA here in Kentucky, he gave me a call. He said, I want you to come start doing some grain safety for my people and safety programs and help make it safety so we can share the message more. And out of my 30 years, this is the first director that did that. And I want to tell you what an honor it was to have Brian to call and ask me to come up here to help spread the word of safety because he's got connections all over Kentucky. And now we've all teamed up, we're going even farther. 
Well, thank you, Dale. Uh, it, it, it's an honor to be on this uh, this podcast, uh, Isaiah. Thank you for for facilitating it and doing it, and I'm glad to get a visit. And anytime I can uh, sit down and talk with Dale, I, I try to do it. Uh, Dale's uh, didn't really tell you exactly how I got out to that training there in uh, Wallonia, Kentucky. But uh, that was back before I was uh, with the uh, Farm Service Agency. I was uh, I was Brian the banker down in uh, West Kentucky. I was the market president at uh, at uh, uh, F&B Bank, community bank there uh, in uh, had a presence in Katy's. And I was there just simply to pick up the check for the lunch bill. Uh, is why I was there, and uh, I was uh, there to support it because I was uh, contacted by the the organizers down there. Uh, Michael Oliver was uh, was was contacting me there when he. Uh, Put that uh, put that together, and I've been been big friends with uh, with a lot of a lot of folks there, and I was really impressed with what he and uh, and Joe and the team were, were doing there to to have this, and it wasn't just for the the farmers at that one farm operation. They opened that up to the their neighbors and friends, and I believe uh, uh, we had over 125 folks there. The first one I went to, and that was where I I got to watch Dale speak, and I, I tell you, I like anybody that does their job well. I, I, and, and, and does it with passion and enthusiasm. If you, you, you want to get to know me and be my friend, that, that is really the, the key in, is, is do your job well and bring enthusiasm to it. And so watching Dale do these presentations, and, and you know, that, that's what you've got to have. You've got to have an ability to connect because uh, a lot of times when you're, you're putting on these training, you know, I've, I've been there, I've lived this life on a farm. There's, you're always behind. There is always something that needs to be done, and you're thinking, am I wasting time? sitting in this 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 day uh, we need to be getting ready for planting or whatever time it is during the the year I just know that was just right before uh, spring planting starts you always do that uh, right after farm machinery show and I know everybody leaves Louisville sitting there thinking about I got to start working on that planter and get ready uh, but but they you know thinking we need to be somewhere else and 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 Dale makes it good. He's got a network himself that brings in. Uh, I remember the first one we did there. You had a good panel of uh, farmers and had uh, had, had Clint uh, Quarles on there talking about from a, a legal perspective. Had uh, had Ryan uh, Bivens there that you mentioned earlier. I know he was on that panel talking about a lot, and it was really engaging. And uh, the thing I, I noted immediately when I walked in was how everybody was uh, was tuned in and paying attention. So, uh, so that was my and Dale's first uh, first chance to get a work together, and I uh, was impressed. And uh, and and now with uh, with here working with the Farm Service Agency, we still do a, a lot of uh, we we can a producer can request a, a grain bin certification, and we will we will come to your farm and measure uh, a grain bin. So I have got some of my team that that are out uh, climbing on top of grain bins. And so uh, talked with my district directors, and uh, we thought this would be a great opportunity for some training, uh, for for safety training, because I I, I am a huge uh, have a huge passion for farm safety, and uh, and 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 think about this as absolutely the most important mission and the most important job in uh, in agriculture, because regardless of how how good uh, you are at agronomy, how good you are at your animal husbandry, how good you are at uh, your your mechanics, or how how good you are at the financial management none of those things matter if you or one of your employees doesn't make it home that night so true you know we're farming for a living and yes we got bills to pay and stuff to do but if we lose one of our family members we've lost it all you know what we're farming for to feed our family and to have a mom or a dad or a kid to die in a farm accident 
that could have been prevented from a few minutes safety is a tragedy that I try to prevent. And uh, back on some of these farming operations, you know, a lot of them we do a four-hour safety program in the morning. And, and they, some of them got 30, 40, and 50 employees. And they're paying them for that four hours to sit there through safety. And, and I've asked Joe and Michael and Daniel and Albert and different ones, and that's just like Ryan Bibb and stuff. It's, it's, it's an investment into their employees to get the job done and all of them come back home and go back the next day. It's an investment to keep going on that part. Well, it is. And you hope that you see a, a positive return on that investment. Uh, I, I made a joke one time to a, uh, to, to a producer back when I was working at Farm Analysis. Uh, I, I just noticed his, uh, his repair bill had gone up, and I said, you, you hired a new person this year, didn't you? And he laughed, and you, you think, but that, and there is that, that, learning, uh, that learning, you go with it. But, uh, but it's not all, all things we're talking about are life and death, but it's, it's, it's life and injury, and it's, it's life and, uh, and just a, a breakdown that just halts production that could be prevented with just a little bit of a proactive approach and, uh, and just a, a thought of safety at all times. Just a reminder, and, and one of our keys to success here is I have put the farmers and the firefighters, the, the people that has the accidents, to the people that see it together to share knowledge, get to know our community. I growed up a grain and dairy farmer. I still consider myself a farmer. And a lot of times we fuss the public don't understand that farmers. Well, let's take a chance and show them who we are. Let's invite them out there. And when we do these safety days at these places, yes, they open them up. I'm going to back up to Seven Springs here, man. They open up their doors for anybody in Western Kentucky, any farmer come. I have been there at Seven Springs and had people from Longview Farms, Davis Farms, Cook Farms, and many others have come in there and sat there for a safety day. And you put the farmers and firefighters together. University of Kentucky Southeast Injury Prevention Center and some of the others count this. We started doing this hot and heavy in the early 90s and we were averaging about 50 fatalities a year. I am proud to say with people like me and Brian Lacefield and these farmers and the fire associations, Dixie Firefighters, Kentucky Firefighters, all working together, University of Kentucky, that we're down to averaging 14, 15 deaths a year. You know, by just raising awareness to everybody, to the kids and everything. And it's real easy to learn to put safety first, and it's about realigning our priorities. And uh, we get out here, we get worrying about, i got to plant the corn, i got to get the beans, it's going to rain. When we go home, sometimes we have to learn to leave the stress and our headaches behind us and go home and not take it home to our family on that part there. We put safety first. Now, I'm going to just ask you, Mr. Brian. What's the most valuable asset you have? Well, you met one of them. I introduced you just a minute ago to my daughter, who's up here uh, with us today. We just finished cross country, and then uh, then I've got a got a son and a, and a wife, and I've got extended family and friends and everything to it. And that's that's the real value on my balance sheet is uh, is is my family and my relationships and my friends that uh, that I've got. With with our children and our grandchildren being our most valuable assets <clears throat> and understanding that. Where does our children get their good habits from? They get it from us. Where do they learn, and I'm gonna use this simple word, where do they learn their stupid stuff from? Where do they learn their bad habits from? If they see me walk in and like my grandson or something, 
and make a joke about safety of what I'm teaching. That's what they're going to grow up with. They're watching and learning for us. So nothing is no truer in life, this old saying, learn by sample, lead by sample. If I'm the farmer and I got my children here with me, I need to be the one to lead safety so that they can come up. And it becomes a habit now. You know, we growed up with seat belts. Our kids have. We didn't. We automatically buckled. So safety first. And I'd, I'd like to to take this one step further here today. I love teaching farm safety. I love teaching farm rescue. Uh, I helped build my dream job, and here I am still with it. Now, I'm lucky, okay? But I've enjoyed my traveling and teaching. But now, the past three years, my job has changed. And I've got stuff added on my plate that I never dreamed of be here. And I don't know how to do it every day. But farmer suicide prevention. We're having people to kill themselves over worrying about how they're going to pay the bills or trying to save the farm. Well, Dave, why don't you tell us about the, the coin you, you brought up here and in, uh, in the, the pledge you made me you made me honor and say to you when, uh, when you gave it to me. Well... I'm going to tell you about a little challenge coin. Working with the Dixie Firefighters and the Dixie Ag Safety Team, I'm going to throw a little plug for Dixie Ag Safety Team. I was about to ask, can you uh, <laughs> tell our listeners where to find those challenge coins at and where they can purchase them? They can find the challenge coins on the Dixie Firefighters Facebook page. And Dixie Firefighters is a regional association in Middle Kentucky that's helped me build this. And the Dixie Ag Safety Team, where I get some new ideas, I'm an old man, and I gotta tell you a little cheat how I do it. <laughs> I get together about a dozen kids each year from Maroot County and Hardin County FFA. Teachers help me pick them. And they get to be a part of my Dixie Ag Safety Team. And, and what we do is we get together and we share ideals. And this is where my new ideals come from. I have fresh faces, new people, and Mr. Isaiah here is the Root County's co-chair this year. And we sat down together, and I put a dozen kids in a room. Here's the issue we're dealing with. <clears throat> what do we want our symposium to be about this year? And, and how'd I do it? And Dixie, we buy them supper, and Root County, Hardin County Farm Bureau support us. And we sat here in the room <clears throat> and get my ideals from young people. We come up through a lot of study and a lot of stuff, and Farmer suicide prevention been put on my plate. And uh, past year now, it's really gotten to be a lot of work. And uh, UK has put me through a lot of training, QPR, question, persuade, trainings and different things to help me out. Uh, I got put on a national governor's task force for veteran suicide prevention to represent the farmer's side. And it's hard talking about it, but we got to bring attention to it <clears throat> and we got to bring awareness to it. And last year, one of the things we did, we had the young people write for a scholarship. And the scholarships were funded through UK Southeast Center. And, and uh, they wrote a letter. And I had them to write letters to farmers about farmer suicide prevention. And uh, I had a lot of winners. We didn't rank them one to eight or nothing. We gave away eight winners out of eight counties. And, Went to some other counties. Russell County down here turned in 72 scholarship applications. Turned in 80-some this time. 
But I do have one at the cream of the crop, and that was a young girl named Sydney Pepper. She wrote it from a farmer's daughter to a father. She didn't write it from Sydney to her dad. She wrote it from a farmer's daughter, not about a dad, but it wrote from a farmer's daughter to a dad. And I'm gonna summarize what I took away from these scholarships. And before you do that, um, we're gonna cut to Sydney right now uh, saying that letter um, for us. Dear Dad, I know the past year has been tough. I've seen it all firsthand. I've seen the falling rain and the falling prices making you and countless other farmers in the agricultural community feel like you too are falling deeper and deeper into countless black holes. You're falling into the belief that it will never get any better. You're falling into situations where it's getting tougher and tougher to pay the never ending pile of bills. You're falling into levels of stress and depression that you didn't even know existed. And that has become the life of the American farmer. January 1st, everyone outside of the agricultural community celebrated the new year. But for you, it's not a new year and it's definitely not worth celebrating. Sure, it's January, but last year's crops still aren't in and it's getting to be too late to do anything about it. They'll soon be too far gone. And this makes you feel like you're falling even deeper. I know that it is situations like these that have caused the suicide rate of American farmers to continuously climb. I know that the world needs farmers. I know that I need farmers and I know that I need you. I, however, don't know the thoughts that are floating around in your head. I don't know if you were one of the many farmers who every day think that suicide might just be the answer. I don't know if you think that doing the unthinkable is the only way to stop the falling, but I know for a fact that it's not the answer to anything. As your daughter, I have grown to love farming just like you. You established our family farm by yourself. You are a first generation farmer and that in itself is a huge accomplishment. You have worked your entire life for this. You did it and as you did, you helped raise four kids who love it just like you do. Think of us, we think of you. Nothing is worth losing you. The farm may be struggling and money may be tight, but dad, suicide is never and will never be the answer. Think of me, I think of you. At the end of the day, I would much rather come home to my whole family and a struggling or even non-existent farm than a broken and hurting family and the whole farm. To be totally honest with you, if I lived knowing that the farm was the reason that I was without a dad, my vision of the farm would be permanently scarred for eternity. I would never be able to look at it the same with the same passion or with the same love that I do now. Think of me, I think of you, dad. There is nothing worth losing you. Nothing is worth losing an American hero, an American farmer. Think of me, I think of all of you. Love, your number one fan. It, it, it comes from a kid's heart, but it states the fact that we all need to understand. I understand stress. I leave Frankfurt. Days in Frankfurt can be as stressful as can be. I know your days in Lexington here can be, but I leave Frankfurt at Frankfurt. When we're farming, it's hard to leave the farming issues at the farm in the house. But to summarize what Sydney's letter says is, I, as a farmer, kill myself to save the farm. I have tainted and scarred this farm to a point that this kid could never enjoy it, could never be a part of this farming operation. I could never 
be a part of something that you're trying to save. I'd rather have you than have the farm. And, and it, 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 it was tough reading these letters, listening to what young people are saying about life. Now, they have their issues, too, on that part. But bottom line, your family is what's most important. you got to learn to save it. And I think one of the most important lines that comes from that is she would rather um, come home to a dad without a farm than come home to a farm without a dad. So um, that that line, when she gets to it near the end, towards it near the end, um, it really cuts through the skin there. Um, and it does usually um, with anybody that hears it. I, I, Dale, I remember me and you were at a, um, a proclamation about a year and a half ago. Um, it wasn't even a year and a half ago. It was just about a year ago. Uh, September 18th on the Capitol lawn and uh, Sydney read that letter and I know took the hearts of, of many watching on Facebook live um, and so many that were there in person that day to see that um, so it's an amazing letter um, and she just read it on our podcast here um, and I hope our listeners um, took a lot away from that well and that that was good and it's a good thing it's not a video podcast because I uh, Isaiah and, and they'll see a tear coming down my, my cheek right now. This is something that there's there's probably very few listeners that have not dealt with this personally. I, yeah. I have. And yeah. it's uh, it, it's tough. <clears throat> and and you summed it up best, Dale, with, with that and that uh, that that's a precious letter with that to look at because uh, and it ties back into to, to, to what you say is you know Never make your management decisions at the extreme. That, that's yeah. something I came up with from, from a farm business management statement uh, as I was working with my producers uh, because I, I realized things. Number one, we talked uh, we talked in a prior podcast about market cycles and different things, uh, how they happen. But one of the things we have to learn in our industry is is to to manage the extremes. Things are never as you know always going to be as good as they are in that best year. If we go back to uh, some of these record years that that we've had and when when farm income was at its absolute highest. Things were never going to stay that way. They couldn't. But also, things are never going to be as bad as sometimes you feel that they are. So the the, the thing we've got to do is try to manage through these uh, extremes and try to find that balance in life. And uh, and that's uh, that's a great <coughs> message. And I'm 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 thankful we're talking about it and bringing awareness to it. Yes. I come up here today. Like I said, Brian's my friend. We've been friends for several years. He supports the safety. But through all this and working with young people and old people and all training, bottom line, some of the farmers and a lot of people, you know, firefighters, police officers, we love our jobs. We do our jobs. But sometimes we don't feel appreciated. As a farmer, we hear the public fuss that the cows stink. My equipment hogs the road. You make me late. You don't share the road. And you hear the negative. And, and, and sometimes we don't hear the positive. You know, well, I, and now I hear stuff. Well, I tried to get you to a safety program. I couldn't get you. You know, we have a lot of negative, okay? COVID-19's made a lot of negative issues. We had to come in here wearing masks and all this. But me and Brian, I brought him a coin today. And, and as Dixie Ag Safety Team and Dixie Firefighters, we come up with an idea. We all know, we know what a challenge coin is. People's made them for years, but there's no challenge to them. And the front side of our challenge coin that Dixie made says Dixie Firefighter Association went that very beautiful little challenge coin. If you don't know what one is, Google it and look it up. 
But on the back side of our challenge coin, we changed our world. It says you are appreciated. It says life is good. It also has the suicide hotline number. And Isaiah, can you tell me what that number is? 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255. Call somebody. Call me. I don't care. Call me in the middle of the night. I'll talk to you. But bottom line with this challenge coin is an awareness piece. And I pulled it out this morning. I asked Brian, do you want one? He said, yes. Well, there's, there's a catch to give, to give it, okay? Yes, I know we're in COVID, but our hands are clean, and I shut Brian's hand this morning, and he took my coin. But in order for him to take my coin and me to give it to him, I told him, if you ever feel down, out, lonesome, and blue, you got to find you a friend and talk to him and give his coin to him or call me back and give me your word that you appreciate it. You know, think about what you're doing before you're doing it. And sometimes, yeah, the coin says a trinket, but it's the message. I told him I appreciate him, and I'll hear talk to him. And this issue is tough. I mean, finding your friend that shot himself is a hard thing. You'll never get that image out of your mind. And how it affects the families and the kids and your friends and all that, you know, three years ago, it's no secret, I found my buddy Wally had shot himself. Well, my grandson thought the world of Wally. A year later, he wakes his mama up in the middle of the night and says, why Wally do it? You know, here's a 13-year-old boy that has issues. Why did his friend, you know, he called him Uncle Wally, kill himself, you know, and, and it destroyed his whole family. And, and, and it was tough. I helped his wife, everything the man had, set it out in the yard and sold it. You know, and no matter how much I loved him and think about him, the last thing I'll ever think about is that he killed himself. That's the image you leave. And as a farmer, I kill myself. The image I have done to my family is they can never get past that point. So, I mean, if I had to sell a piece of the farm, so be it, you know. I'm there with my kids. Well, I, I think that's a, a, a good good point there at the end is, you know, you look at my career path. I, I have left jobs to go do a, a, additional jobs. When I do that, I, I've left good jobs but uh, that, that I thought was my identity, I thought was my career, I thought it was why I was here, but I had an opportunity that bettered my family. I got a slap on the back and a handshake and a, Brian, we're going to miss you, but we're proud for what you're doing. You know, when I left my last one to come take uh, take this position. I, I was very thankful the, the, the bank put an ad in the paper congratulating me on doing it. I was I was making a change in my career that was benefiting me and my family. Mm -hmm. If we're in a situation to where where it is a financial reason that we're looking at it, I think that's one of the things we need to change the dialogue in our industry is is it's not a failure to look at the, system, the situation has changed. The industry has changed. The, 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 the marketplace has changed. And now I need to make some adjustments. That may be exiting the industry. That's not a failure. And that, that's what we need to change is that there, there may have been situations beyond your control that have changed the dynamics of your business to where you are going to be in a better position to provide for your family by stopping doing that. So yeah. if you're digging a hole, stop digging the hole and uh, and change. There is no shame in, uh, in in changing occupations, and I think that is something we need to say because I think so much of our ag industry that's our identity. There's the legacy. You know, I, I one of the things I love working with is multi generational farmers. I love when somebody tells me how many generations they are a farmer. 
but it's okay to to make a change. It is okay to do that. Yeah, and and back on the multi generational farm, you know, I I work. I'm going to talk about two farmers here. I work with Ryan Bivens, Caleb Rag. Caleb, I think, is nine generations. Ryan's first. They both do a fine job farming. They both do great. But sometimes you sitting here, but my grandpa started it, my daddy built it, and I feel like you feel like you're trapped that you have to save it. You'd be failure. You're not the failure. You know, like you said, times change. If you kill yourself, what have you done to your family? You know, killing yourself thinking they'll get money to save the farm. Listen to this letter. Back this podcast up and play Sydney's letter again. You know, they'd rather have you. To help them out, I mean, help them. Yeah, safety first. Life is good. If you ever have an issue, don't hesitate to call me. You know, if you need my cell number, I'll give it to you. I mean, call me anytime. Call these suicide hotlines. You know, just somebody to talk to. Just if it's bad today, get to tomorrow. Cause life is a wheel. I was taught this by some of Billy Ray's people. Life is a wheel. What's on top today is on the bottom tomorrow. So be careful what you do out there. You know, it goes up and down. Today, you can be top of the world. Tomorrow, you can be bottom. Like you said, you've changed jobs. You're riding the wheel of life up and down. But we're here, and I know crops and commodities are bad. Well, Dale, you keep preaching the message. You do a great yeah. job, and your your passion and uh, concern for uh, for all Kentucky producers it is it is evident and it is appreciated. Appreciate it. Thank you, Isaiah, for having me here today. Uh huh. And I think after that conversation, I don't think there's really a conclusion needed. Uh, just thank you all for uh, engaging in such a, a difficult conversation, um, a, a tough tough uh, topic to talk about. Uh, and thank you to the listeners. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Ag. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and whatever else you may get your podcasts on. Make sure to subscribe and give us a rating. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Ag. You can see our website at www.beyondagpodcast.com. If you are interested in advertising with us, visit our website or email me at isaiah at beyondagpodcast.com. That is I-S-A-I-A-H at beyondagpodcast.com.